But isn't every season a season of abundance? Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. New Year celebrations always seem like a sweet, funny, and peculiar tradition. Casting off the bad habits and struggles of the past year with an evening of unbridled silliness is an act of catharsis which helps one get their mind back to the business at hand with a renewed sense of purpose. To me, this always made sense. What never really made sense is that time, as a whole, is a social construct, so not everyone celebrates the same New Year. While the calendar on the wall labels January 1st as the start of a new year, Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, occurs in September or October, Tet, the Vietnamese Lunar New Year, is in January or February, and the winter solstice, celebrated as the beginning of a new cycle of light by many cultures around the world, occurs in late December. All those traditions have deep roots in portions of my diverse family, and there are so many more traditions beyond those that are sprinkled across cultures and the calendar. The spruces, bears, moose, and mosquitoes know nothing of our human calendar, yet they find their annual cadence. Regardless of your New Year celebration, we can all overlay natural happenings on our own human calendar and be in touch with the heartbeat and rhythm of our season. So let's go through a main calendar year from the perspective of nature. January. A blanket of snow, ice over ponds, a slower pace in our northern woods, and a January thaw. I look for the occasional glimpse of a snow bunting on their winter vacation to balmy New England from their Arctic haunts. February. A time for crows as they congregate in large flocks in certain areas of our state. While their black silhouettes cast an Alfred Hitchcock flair to the season, February always seems to be the sunniest month between the gaining daylight and the reflection off the snow. Spring actually begins feeling tangible, so I start my chili pepper seedlings in a sunny window. March, April, and May, a blur in our phenological calendar. From the time the snowy owls begin returning to the Arctic in early March until mud season, we have an almost non-stop flipping of our world from winter to spring. Each week, I add more garden seedlings to my windowsill as tree buds begin to swell, the maple sugaring season peaks and then wanes, and snowshoe hairs start mating. The warmth of early March usually ends my winter ice fishing as the ice gets punky, and black stoneflies begin crawling on snow-covered stream banks, telling me fly fishing season is right around the corner. By May, many of our summer birds have arrived from their winter refuges farther south, while we pick fiddleheads by the basket load. June. Warm weather is gaining in time to celebrate the summer solstice, the longest day of the year, even though our summer is only just getting started. More boats return to salt water as shad and alewives leave the ocean and enter freshwater to spawn. Shadbush flowers transition to fruit. July and August. The season has hit its stride. Gardens fill out, birds settle down now that their breeding seasons are largely over and the mosquitoes and black flies subside. Days often stay hot through this stretch until nights cool off in August. September, October, and November. From the fall equinox in late September until the last of the golden tamarack needles fall in November, we are surrounded by a display on our deciduous hillsides that is almost unmatched in the world. Leaves blush, then blaze in autumnal splendor as our gardens finally give up their last tomato. 
Apple picking season peaks and then wanes, and cranberry picking season commences. Iconic V formations of Canada geese fill the air with a cacophony of honks warning to all in earshot that winter is coming. December. Significant snow falls once again, ponds freeze, ice skating commences, and snowy owls return to the relatively warm southern lands of coastal Maine. Bears settle into their dens as their human neighbors continue the eating rampage that began with Thanksgiving and ends with the calendar New Year, where many will vow to lose that which has been gained in these celebrations. So whatever New Year you happen to celebrate, this year you could track the changing seasons. Some friends of mine like to journal what they notice or make notes in their calendars. Others meditate on the shifting seasons, while still others simply live their local phenology through their outdoor recreation and harvests. What will you do? You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 